0: Welcome to the Front Desk Goddess Diaries. My name is Amy and I am a personal practice coach for the Brady Group. I've been in your shoes and I have the pleasure of working with dental practices across the globe. And you know what I've discovered? Everyone has the same challenges. I'm excited to share wisdom that I've gained from great dental practices just like yours. All right, guys, today we're going to talk about five reasons why inflation is actually good news for your dental practice. So I heard a comment recently uh, that a CPA had uh, stated, he said that dentistry is recession proof, but not inflation proof. And that got me thinking. I uh, kind of dug deep and had some conversations and reflected back on the last 25 years um, that I've been doing this with Dr. Brady. He's been doing it for longer and we had some conversation and discussion about this. And as we look back to the recession of, uh, you know, 2007, 2009, about an 18 month period there where we saw some crazy things happen. I mean, it was nuts. Uh, and yeah, to an extent that that statement may be correct, but um you know, we saw some dental practices during that that recession time that actually grew. They they were thriving, and there are lots of reasons why, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but as we move on, you know, there was a, a time period where things got better. We had some twists and turns, but for the most part, we have been increasingly enjoying this thriving economy. And then COVID hits. <laughs> And uh, so, but even up to that point, while so many dental practices were seeing record breaking success and these wonderful things happening, many remained status quo. They weren't a whole lot different than they were as they, you know, went through the recession. Um, so, looking at COVID, uh, same thing kind of happened. Many dental practices reported a pretty rough 2020. And, uh, you know, the uh, results that they had during that year, they pointed to the challenges that the pandemic posed. which let me don't minimize at all what everybody, what we all went through at that time. But for some, while it seemed to be a pretty hopeless situation and they waited to be told what to do, I saw so many of you see that time as an opportunity. You rallied with your team, you made some bold decisions and you forged ahead and you had a stronger 2020 than you did even in 2019 or 2018. And that is huge. So now we have inflation. So here's the deal, you know, we look at uh, uh, the last 30 years, nearly 30 years that Dr. Brady's been coaching dental practices and I've been with him, you know, 24, 25 of those years, we have seen dental practices that struggle and dental practices that thrive. Um, While there are certainly factors out there that we don't have control over, um, those that thrived did not do so because of the economy, but more so because they didn't allow fear to drive their decision-making. And uh, those who are sitting back when crazy, uncertain things happen, and that's what we're in right now, it's just a time of uncertainty, okay? Just like COVID, just like the recession, just like, um, 9, 11, all of these times of uncertainty, we have some choices. We can either be paralyzed by fear, or we can make some decisions that, uh, are going to, um, serve us well in the long run. And so many of you have done that. And it has been so much fun watching that and seeing these things that have become catalysts for change where you've just had enough. And that's what many of you are doing right now with this inflation. So see, depending on the choices you've made in your dental practice up to this point, inflation could actually be really good news for you. But if you're simply reacting, hoping to ride it out like the recession or COVID, guess what? You're going to miss out again. And so let's talk about this. You know, we're in a pretty obviously inflation, this environment we're in right now. And to keep your practice competitive, you're going to have to figure out a way to increase your revenue without increasing costs. So how are we going to do that? Let's talk about it. The obvious one is raise your fees. So check this out. When insurance became prevalent back in the seventies, that thousand dollars was an amazing benefit, right? I mean, we all know that that same thousand dollars obviously isn't going to get us or our patients very far. I've been playing with, uh, one of those inflation calculators. You guys have probably seen them. The one I've, um, been messing with, it, it's on the US Bureau of Labor Stats website. And so if you take into account inflation, what $1,000 got us in 1970, when dental insurance was becoming popular, would now cost $7,732. Hey, okay, of course, we have not seen dental insurance follow suit. And the fear is, oh my gosh, people are going to leave if we raise our fees. I heard a crazy story that last week we had a doctor in our coaching program. He was on one of our doctor uh, mastermind zoom sessions last week. And he shared with us, he said, you know, I realized that I forgot to raise my hygiene fees for 14 years. <laughs> now he's not in network and his restorative fees are, you know, are up to snuff. They're where they should be, but he just had never raised his hygiene fees. And his hygiene, like many of you, is just overwhelmed. He's just extremely busy. It's oftentimes hard to find additional hygienists. And so he basically doubled his fees and he thought that would slow things down. He said, you know, people won't go away. Some didn't even notice. And he said that, uh, you know, patients that did notice, he says he just told them the truth. He said, you know, I forgot to raise my fees for 14 years and I decided to go ahead and adjust them to the current market. I mean, what can patients say about that? So let's just look at the last two years with this inflation. What you could get for thousand dollars in May of 2020 now costs you two years later, $1,140, okay? The latest inflation numbers in case you've missed it, uh, 8.6%. So I'm not an economist, obviously I'm not even good at math, but everything is costing more guys. And we're obviously feeling it more at the gas pump and grocery store than anything. I think that's where most people have recognized it. But where else have you noticed fees or rates or prices have gone up? Here's where I've noticed it just in the last week and a half. Uh, my dog groomer. I, you know, got my, uh, they send me a bill on my on my phone to pay before I go pick him up. And I looked and I thought, gee, that's up a little bit. And I went and looked at what it was when I took him two months ago. It had gone up 11%. My hair appointment went up 6%, oil change 13%. So if you haven't raised your fees by at least eight to 10% in the last year, it's time. Okay. Some of you have said, well, what if we kind of raise our fees? at sort of a graduated rate. You know, can, can we go slow, maybe two to 3% a month? over time. And and here's the thing, guys, you're just prolonging the agony and you're going to have to go through the same process every month. Just do it. Just do it. You know, in years past, we've uh, Dr. Brady and I've always rolled out the time to raise your fees talk, you know, sometime in October, November, um, tracking along with that, you know, two, three, in some cases, 5%. Um, Some of you did that. Some of you didn't, and that's fine. But here's the thing, this is not years past. It is more urgent now than ever, because if you don't raise your fees, here's what's gonna happen. Obviously your profits, profits gonna evaporate. Okay, doctors, your net income is gonna go down um, as your costs go up. The other thing that we're seeing is, um, you know, so many of you are looking to fill a gap on your team. And uh, <laughs> I mean, bottom line, it you know, overall is costing more, to hire team members. And so what's happening, um, well, let me back up. We're huge proponents, those of you in the Brady Group know, we are huge proponents of sharing the wealth of the practice. So we have a system that helps our members provide additional earned income for their team as uh, the practice succeeds. And so, you know, the team gets to earn more as the doctor earns more. But the problem is as the uh, labor market has become so competitive, Those of you looking to add to your team, you might find that if you don't increase your fees, you're going to see a decrease in your income. That money to pay more than maybe you did two years ago to hire a hygienist, a great assistant, a front office person, it's just going to cost more. So, yeah, it's time to raise your fees. (laughs) Obviously, if you want some help or guidance, I'm more than happy to help. Leads us to number two, but Amy, I would love to raise fees, but the plans I participate in won't allow me to. 50% of my patients are on plans. Well, (laughs) yeah, that is a big deal. And that does bring us to the second thing. There is no better motivation than inflation to get out from under these darn PPO contracts. So, you know, inflation is raging. Um, you know, we're, we're seeing costs go up everywhere and you know, what are the insurance companies doing? Increasing reimbursements, right? Increasing their fee schedules. Yeah. <laughs> Heck no, they are doing just the opposite. I, I don't have any hard stats on this, but I am seeing all over the, uh, um, you know, office manager, Facebook threads and, you know, hear from a, a few of you that, that we work with that are still in network that you're actually getting lower reimbursements right now than you did before. So if costs are going up and insurance companies are trying to pay providers less. Yeah. I mean, real nice guys. Um, Let's just look at this. Let's just look at this for a minute. So 50% of your patients are in network and you raise fees. You are really just penalizing your full fee patients. And I'm not saying you should not raise your fees. But you really need to look at your contracted plans as well. Just raising your fees if you're on PPOs is not the full solution. Um, yeah, do something about those plans, like get out of them. (laughs) So as COVID was this huge catalyst for so many of you to say, you know what? Enough is enough. We saw increasing PPE costs through the roof um we had to intentionally slow down patient schedules to allow for this thing called social distancing <laughs> and that seems like so long ago and so strange but many of you realize that you could not sustain um with the rising PPE costs and slowdown of schedules you could not sustain with those huge discounts and so you made a choice and you're better for it but some of you are still allowing fear to paralyze that decision making when it comes to these discounted plans. Oh, but our patients, I'm so loyal to our patients and and our patients come first, but here's the deal. I get it, but I promise you, you're gonna have some of those that you think are so loyal to you that would drop you in a heartbeat. Okay, there's this, this myth, uh, recent statistic that I heard, um, you know, an article that talked about uh, basically was promoting PPO involvement and it said 50 to 80% of your patients will leave. If you drop a plan. Oh, baloney. Okay. Yeah. Score one for insurance company marketing, because in reality, the numbers are just not that high. Okay. There's a right way and a wrong way to do it. And we can definitely uh, influence the percentage of patients that leave, but you know what? We've looked at this for a while. We've seen a lot of, of practices, large, small, all over the country, um, you know, rural area, big cities, uh, and really it, there's, there's no difference, okay? The reality, again, is the numbers are not as high as this article wanted us to think. Um, we have seen, you know, as I mentioned, a lot of our people go completely fee-for-service, some still accepting assignments, some still have one or two PPOs, um, but on average, we don't see people lose more than maybe twenty percent of their patients okay now here and there some have lost more some don't lose any in fact they can't get them away you know to to stop coming in uh, but let's look at a probably a very um, generous estimate or very uh um, just overestimating let's look at this just for for. for arithmetic purposes. Um, Let's say on average, a dentist loses 30% of their patients from a PPO plan. So hang with me for a minute. If you have a thousand patients on this particular plan and you drop it and you lose the average, you know, or kind of overestimating 300 of those thousand patients, 700 of them stay with you and pay your normal fee. So let's look at this for a minute. Look at real patients. You have three patients on the same plan each of them schedule a crown uh, or have a crown to do. Your PPO crown fee is $800, which is not uncommon. Um, Your full fee, let's say is 1400. All right. So you do three of those crowns on the PPO you have that particular PPO that's $800 times three, that's $2,400 in gross revenue. So let's say you drop that PPO and one of the three patients You know, one third, which is, again, a pretty generous or probably overestimating, uh, leaves your practice. Now you're left with two of the three patients. So you do two crowns at the full fee on the remaining two patients. That's $1,400 times two is $2,800. So for doing one less crown at the full fee, you made an additional $400 and you have more time in your schedule. Okay, and that's not everything. Your labor costs, your material, your lab costs are lower. I mean, look at where this is going. You know, obviously there are right and wrong ways to make this transition. And um, we walk people through that all the time. We can hold your hand and make sure that's as painless as possible. But it is a big transition. So if you want to see how your practice might be uh, affected by PPOs, give me a shout. We can run an analysis for you and help you figure out how much you're losing. Let's look at number three. Inflation gives us a chance to fine tune our communication skills. So again, many of you are fearful, you know, you know, there's room for improvement when it comes to how you present dentistry, which might be why you're hanging on to these PPOs. Instead of looking within at what you have control over, you're looking outside of yourself. Oh my gosh, inflation. There's no way we can get out of PPOs. Now everybody will leave and we'll have no income. Uh, But here's the thing. If you take some time to work on your practice, With some communication training, you're gonna be able to help more patients accomplish more dentistry um, so that they can save time and money in the long run. But the problem is when you're too busy, oftentimes as a result of PPOs, it's a crutch. Uh, Your case acceptance on single units, I'll bet is pretty darn good. So why change? Well, it goes back to number one and two. And if you wanna increase case acceptance so you can thrive on less patients, you just simply have to be better. Did you know that if you can improve your listening and communication skills, you'll spend less time presenting treatment? Um, I mean, think about it. That 20 minutes you spent presenting six crowns only to have the patient accept the one that insurance would pay for <laughs> is um, just kind of a, not a waste of time. But you're having to, to present it over and over and over as they accept one crown at a time but more effective treatment acceptance is gonna result in higher revenues, profitability, and more importantly, healthier patients with less dental emergencies. So kind of takes us back to that uh, accountant comment that dentistry isn't inflation proof. (laughs) Again, I don't completely disagree with this, especially if you are owning your patient's problems and not allowing them to be a part of the solution. Uh, You know, if you're telling patients what they need, you know, you need a crown. And if you don't do it, here's what's going to happen. You know, if you're doing that instead of allowing them the dignity to be a part of the process, then you're probably hearing these comments or questions. Oh, well, what's my insurance going to pay? Which one of those is worse? How long can I wait? You know what? It's not bothering me. In fact, my last dentist didn't even say anything about it. Those comments, those questions are indicators that you are stealing ownership from your patients. So if you can stop talking and start listening, you're actually going to build trust. We think we build trust when we're talking. I hear oftentimes, how can I build value for patients? Well, not by talking. I can promise you that. You need to listen. When people feel heard and understood, trust is built. And you know what? People want to spend their time and their resources in places with people, uh, in places and with people that make them feel good. And so when you listen, patients trust you, and that feels good. Number four, okay, why is inflation good for your practice? You have the opportunity to earn more money. Isn't just about the doctor making more money. If you're a Brady Group member, you know that as a team member, your income goes up when the practice succeeds. Um, since you're paid the same way your doctor gets paid, if you stop settling for discounted reimbursements, increase your fees and tweak your communication skills, your income goes up. Not going to spend a lot of time on that. It's basically a byproduct of, um, you know, one through three, which we've already talked about. Brings us to number five, um, kind of the last reason why inflation can be a great thing for your dental practice. You can enjoy more time off. So how does that happen? Well, when you increase your fees, you get out from under the constraints of PPOs, you learn how to help patients fix more teeth and less visit visits, you ultimately save them time and money and, and everybody wins. That's how you do it. Are you on the verge of burnout? Is stress ruining your love for dentistry? Are you working too hard for the money you're bringing home? If you're ready to kick the Sunday night blues to the curb, join us in Orlando, Florida, November 9th through 11th, 2022 for our flagship event, Mission Possible Case Acceptance Super Conference. For more information and to register, just click the link in the show notes.